Hello, and welcome to the Intergalactic Railroad on the show today, our space correspondent and your host, Mike. We have trains correspondent, Holland. We have internet correspondent, Max. We have trees correspondent, Bill. We are so glad to have you aboard today. Thank you for putting your life in our hands. From the intergalactic The kayfabe is such that um, I and you and we, the alienated subjects, are trapped here on Earth, and all we want to do is live forever and go wherever the fuck we want. But the colonization situation makes going certain places extremely because other people went there and did wrongly. But uh, the ability to go places in Canada right now is extremely fucked up because uh, they did it wrong. And so now people who know how to be in Canada or what the fuck is Canada anyway, who know how to be on that land are now cutting off the ability. They have like mommed. They put a timeout on travel in the great north by just fucking flipping cars and lighting them up on the fucking train tracks, which is fucking amazing, in my opinion. Discuss. Yeah, didn't didn't like uh like what is it uh is it like via something the Canada's Amtrak or whatever? Um, they've like suspended operations for at least like four days so far. I've heard. Yeah, man. That's pretty impressive because that carries like thousands of people, like hundreds of thousands of people every single day. And yeah. And commodities. Yep. It is very much like a worst case scenario for Justin Trudeau, I think. It's pretty good shit. So Hopefully, what do you guys know about how they actually pull it off? What? The car? You just <coughs> put a car on a train track. Yeah, yeah. I know somebody actually uh very well who's done that <laughs> um but uh <laughs> it doesn't seem to usually like stop the uh the flow of commodities like well you put a car in a train track and then you put another car in a train track and then you put another car in a train track and then when people come to take the cars off the train tracks you throw things at them so like... is this like a like a case in in point of like hinterland asserting it's like political uh yeah significance or something there was this um now like the only way i really like you know this situation is through this really fucking preposterous colonial fucking anti was a counter insurrection uh novel in the form of a fucking mcdonald glorier institute policy um where this dude's talking about it's called cooperation or conflict, uh, dealing with the Indians, you know, like fucking, um, and he's got, it's all this stupid theory shit that is essentially talking down at people. But the, the key points are that the, there is a set of people who are actually from there, who know the land really well, who know each other really well. And like, they're also really close to Canada's one cuttable rail line. You know, like, yeah, yeah, other- I dig that. But how about the question of like, uh, in so many other cases, the Mounties just show up and kill everybody. Like, is it just a political? Is there a political explanation for why they have not done that? Because right now they're just putting cars on the tracks. They're not blowing up the tracks and shooting at the Mounties. <clears throat> yeah, there would be an actual war, and it would be like a genocidal war enacted by the Canadian government, like, um, and it wouldn't even, you know, win them anything. Uh, They're, I don't know. So are they able to pull it off because the commodities they're shipping are not like, you know, costly enough of a loss to make the war worth fighting for the Mounties? Is it because like the price of fucking milk went down or something? 
Wesley Wettenkamp was um, trying to stop a, a, a pipeline and they like legally own this land where they were going to put this pipeline through. And then they said they didn't want the pipeline. The government's like, well, you're going to get the pipeline. And then they set up a camp to stop the pipeline. And then they did send the RCMP to beat people up and drag them out of there. And they're pretty much doing them like standing rock as far as I can tell. But then uh, people east and west coast like Mohawks came out and shit and fucking um, started fucking up the rails in solidarity. Um, And like, it's only been a couple days, but like, they just had not done this before. This is like a drastic escalation. And uh, I'm sure if they stay out, people are going to die. But like, uh, I think the government's job kind of is to kill them in as quiet a possible manner. You know, they prefer they just freeze to death <laughs> or disappear like people have been doing in the highways up there. Yeah, I just watched Get Out again last night. Made me think of the, like, epidemic disappearances of, like, Native American women and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Shoot his anus. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, all these, like, think about an Olympia or Oakland people were trying to pull off infrastructure stopping stuff, but maybe it's just because it's so much more urban. It didn't work Um, or what? As far as I can tell, Canada doesn't just fucking shoot people like American cops do. Um, That's what it seems like. They seem to Uh, like, I'm pretty sure they got a history of being at least as brutal as, you know, this side of the border i don't know well yeah i guess i would like they have a different way of doing it i guess is what i was trying to say like um you know how like like the chicago police department will just like you know in public in front of a thousand cameras just like fucking stomp on someone's head until they're dead you know like fucking that's frowned upon in other places <laughs> I like I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's not frowned upon at all in the United States and um the uh there's like a whole process by which that that death squad is built over time in response to an escalation like this. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. There's also a lot of visibility on the uh the protests currently and like the the blockading and whatnot. There's like a lot of visibility and people are keeping track of it. I mean, it's not like it's any different than like than like other stuff that's happened in the recent past. But I don't know. I think that maybe the visibility aspect kind of just like exponentiates as like thi- as like things like this just keep repeating, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, they're like going to be they're like scared of it being symbolically as powerful as standing rock yeah right so the like narrative machines start spinning to like make it out into something other than what it is but but the so that it doesn't become you know um like seen as a trend like the whole the whole mission is to like fragment your sense of of connection to what's happening in the world but by making it all seem like it's like disconnected Things. The government's job is to make it a non-event. It's not to uh, defeat physically these things. It's the, the erasure that they were ever confronted at all. Like, Justin Trudeau has to, like, be able to just get up in front of the world and act like he wasn't in blackface, right? Like, yeah. Right, he just has to keep going. Yeah, just, like, straight-facing, eating the shit. Did you guys see that video with the guy admitting, though, the government guy is going in for um, negotiations? He's standing there, like, trying to pretend like the long patch of hair on the back of his head is covering a bald spot and saying that, oh, yeah, we want, we're going into, we have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. We understand that our infrastructure, our, um, our transport system has been, uh, everything's been delayed. Our supplies are being 
like just all this austerity stuff in the context of like, oh, well, uh, you know, we we see that these people are attacking our infrastructure and it, he just sounded really depressed. And then he said and then he tried to act like they were part of the nation that needed to feel like a part of oneness. And like all we're all Canadians together. Right. That's uh, so like to pivot. Uh, how long do you think it is before Americans are full blast uh, taking refuge towards Canada? Mm. Like, I'll say ten uh, years. I'm like supposed to be the space correspondent and ship. I feel like I should know this, but like as far as the temperate zones, uh, in like fifty years from now, uh, the advance of the desert and climate change and whatnot. Probably has us all fucking blowing each other up like 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. All in the north. Which means that the pressure on uh, First Nations people, especially up north, is going to be crazy and immense. Like, people down here, um, it's like proximity to the wall, right? Like, the white people wall like fortress Europe and like the Southern border of the United States is like the white people wall right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, at some point that's going to break. And like, at some point, like Americans will be considered like not white people by Canadians and like the Arctic will start to, like, <laughs> probably shortly after they find lithium in the Arctic or something like that, you know, like, I mean, the, what they're going to find in the Arctic is what you, you know, arable land and uh, oil and gas reserves land that still has all the nitrogen in it that has it all under the permafrost right now um, and I, I want to make clear for our many listener that we're talking in the context of like the book Desert and the idea of uh, there being not a global future but sort of a patchwork of different levels of futurity that will be able to be maintained in the face of the climate onslaught and the rapid destabilization of nation after nation and how that most of that good place to go to to migrate to is in the north and not in the south and it already was set up that way and it's only going to get worse i think canada and russia were running on that assumption but like so like if all the water if all the ice in the arctic melts then there's all these resources available up there that weren't before, but like they're not, it's not as good as what was, you know, like resource wise, it actually kind of sucks. And like, meanwhile, the rest of the world will essentially be a war. And, um, it's an interesting thing that like, I'm pretty sure Canada, Russia, and a couple other like Northern nations were kind of banking on, like new oil reserves coming to be available to them and like these cold places being warmer so that they could grow better crops. But I don't think it's going to work out that way. It's just going to be like one day it'll be negative 30. The next day it'll be 90 degrees kind of shit. Like, hmm. uh, do, is, is that your feeling or is that uh, the thesis of desert? Cause I haven't finished it yet. That's my feeling. It's more like, um, more what I was getting at is like this flow of bodies north, I don't think is going to happen. Like right now, all these bodies are flowing north because they're flowing towards these stable zones, but the stable zones are produced by a monetary system that is currently falling apart. And at some point, the neoliberal thing, the mercantilism of it, is not going to function, uh, or at least there'll be gaps in the wall, you know? And that structure will shift massively, probably to China. And uh, who the fuck knows what else? At some point, Africa is going to be in charge of the world again. But under the projection of desert places around the equator becoming more deserty, there just is more landmass at the top of the pole. I mean, the top pole of the Earth, the North Pole. It's not the top. It's the worst. In the the temperate zones, yeah. But what are are becoming temperate zones in the future? Yeah. Like the equatorial zone belts of desert is going to expand. That's where I, I don't even live in an equatorial zone. I live, there's like actually sort of a two ripple effect as um, like winds go from high to low in the atmosphere. And one of them dries out right about where the um, 
Chihuahua Desert is, and the other one dries out where I am, I think. Anyway, there's a there's a fractal of bands around the Earth, and these things are going to like actually expand in relatively predictable ways along the lines of where ecosystems already are. That's why the Cascadian people are always like weirdly close to um, like uh, secessionist, uh, racist, like purist types, because they're they're working from this like scarcity ideology of saying, oh, we have a lot of resources up in uh, Vancouver or Oregon or whatever. Yeah, they have all the uh, localized diseases, right? That's like the the hinterland shit of the localist diseases, Um, like incest and shit. Um, Fucking, they seek this community, this uh, this like absolutely true community. You know, like it's like we seek the god slime. We want all of the people in one fucking body, and all of it to be one body. But what they're trying to do is make a body out of different people. And they're doing it like slapdash. Like, this one's a brain. That one's a shoe. Be a fucking shoe. You're a hand. You go out and do things and hit stuff with rocks. You know, like, these social roles that are being installed on local areas so that they can build this imaginary community that only exists in their fucking heads and really is an aesthetic, not like a structure. How is God Slime different from colonization and, like, uh, planned homogeneity? The ocean is a god slime. So, um, mercantilism, neoliberal hegemony, says we want to live forever and go anywhere. And when a poor person says, yeah, me too, they don't listen. Um, it's just for a fewer and fewer set of people until eventually it's just one Elon Musk last man doing whatever the fuck in space, lonely forever. Um, the god slime difference is that you... We want, to li- we want to live as long as we want to live, and we want to want to live forever, and we want to go yeah, anywhere. Yeah. And instead of leveling the earth, you know, like the yeah. hinterland thing put it well, some people see pelts and some people see foxes. Uh, uh, the god slime is for the fox, you know? It's an ecology. It's a whole world and community um, of worlds and communities. Oh, so God Slime is essentially just an upscaling of of ecology. Yeah, into like the techno and uh, the uh, the human zones, like a harmonious integrated, like uh, wait, like a harmonious like technologically integrated ecosystem. This is this is exactly. kind of reminding me of like of like Machines of Loving Grace. A little exactly. bit. Hell like yeah. Cybernetics so the, shit. The point oh, yeah. is that Rob we me, don't baby. have it. It's fucking impossible and it's ridiculous to ask for it. That is the point of it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, the uh, aggressively going out and getting it is for uh, the reason it is the way it is is so that it can inform strategies of survival now. Um, like, for instance, the way neoliberalism wants to level everything for extraction the God Slime wants to provide, um, you know, infinitely intimate texture to everything for, like, maximum locality. Like, not just to, what? to maximize locality and uh, territory as territory, to, like, make it, put as many points on the map as possible uh, so that you can actually go anywhere and actually be there and be mm-hmm. of that place, you know? Mm-hmm. If a god slime were to colonize North America in the 1500s, it would show up and, you know, it would attempt to be part of the culture and figure out what was going on and uh, be respectful of people and hopefully people like it so that it can meet more people kind of shit, you know? Mm. And it will become... Uh, as close as possible to, uh, it does not assimilate. It like um, converges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, tra- it transubstantiates the thing with the exact copy of itself that just happens to be God Slime. Also, yeah, there's like, a- it goes out and tries to fucking solve the problem of smallpox. You know, yeah, Instead of spreading it on purpose. 
This is reminding me of that book that you mentioned that I, that I should read that I forgot what it was about. Uh, <laughs> about like, what is it? What's that? Like that third? It's this like kind of slime that takes over humanity, but also lives in symbiosis with it. And oh, you're talking about um, uh, uh fuck. Oh god, you want Kali? Uh, Octavia Butler. Fuck my brain, Octavia Butler. Yeah. Willis Brood. Fuck my brain. Willis Brood. Willis Brood, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is also cool. reminding me, huh? The colonial relationships in Lilith's Brood uh, are really, really fucking informative. It also reminds me a little bit, or at least like, I don't know. It makes me think about perspective and like, there's a short story that I, I don't think, I forgot the name of the, like the story itself. I don't know if it's like the thing or the thing from outer space. It's like this thing that hijacks human life or just any biological life and there was a movie about it and some books um the thing is it called the thing they find it is that a cosmo yeah. huh i think i just heard cosmo yeah yeah on the public record what's up motherfuckers what's up yeah. what's up cosmo's on the radio yes hey is no I'm on the internet. <laughs> is Danny on this shit? Danny's not on this shit. We're missing him. Where the fuck is Danny? Danny is visibly online right now. Yeah. Oh, he's not on the... Okay, I see. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just... I was just trying to look at this shit. It's good. Uh, these fucking flat earth maps are amazing. If you're trying to think about the world as from the perspective of the the like fortress rich people, rich people fortress, they're planning to put spaceships off onto Mars and put their backup people up in the global north. I know. All right. <laughs> it is Finally. funny. So, never gonna do. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, if you look at the Earth from up there, all of the all of the center big big land nations look small and all and Antarctica wraps around the whole world but if you look at it from the south in a azimuthal projection map the whole edge of it there's Greenland is like a giant smeared out thing and then Antarctica is like the size of Australia <laughs> alright <laughs> yeah I really have no fucking clue what's gonna happen to Antarctica <laughs> I mean, there's it was 65 degrees in Antarctica the other day. That's news. That's I news saw that. Me. I saw that. We're fucked. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? It's yeah. It's true. It was, it was colder in New York. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is in you know, the South Pole. It's it's the south, like the Southern Hemisphere has summer right now. It's, that's what's going on. That's true. It's the warmest day ever recorded in Antarctica. Damn. Uh, yeah. Like. It's like the end the of Frankenstein, previous... but Frankenstein just goes up there and it's like, oh, not that big of a deal. I don't know what I was freaking out about. I think the real Frankenstein is the friend we made along the way. <laughs> uh, this winter is also the warmest on record for all of the lower 48 states of the United States. And I, I think also... The... Like every uh, every nation, also. That's uh, yeah. It's almost like it's a global thing. Obviously. Yeah, kind of weird. So, were you guys when I logged back on? Were you talking about to go north or go south? Was that a yeah. thing? Yeah, we we're, yeah, also, we're talking about the the thing in Antarctica. You know, right, 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 right. What thing? The thing. We're talking about God Slime, and I was bringing up how it related to the thing. What is the thing? The thing the, is a God Slime from somewhere else. It crash landed in Antarctica and was found by, among other people, Snake Plissken, uh, and it destroyed them. And uh, it was a very, 
frustrating experience because, you know, somebody gets infected by the thing and it replicates them perfectly so that they don't even realize that they're part of the thing. Yeah. I don't see what's so wrong And, like, also, I mean, like, looking at it from the thing's perspective, like, especially, okay, so I did, I listened to a story recently that was from its perspective. It was, like, a rehashing of it. And it thought it was doing, it thought that it was doing all of them, like, the best thing it could do to them basically like enhance their biology and like commune like quote unquote with them like basically like join consciousnesses because that's like the, the utmost experience to it in it's like entire life of traversing the cosmos for billions of years apparently. Yeah. Fuck yeah that was a yeah. colonial god slime the thing yeah. is a colonial god slime kind mm-hmm. of an asshole about it we should post a fucking link to that article or to that article that completely non-fiction story that was told it's really good yeah, you listened to that story didn't you yeah it's fucking on clark's good. world or whatever i read it oh okay huh. it's like something out of secure contain protect or something oh i mean they, they think it's the other way Everybody that was infected by the thing then went on to write fan fiction on Secure Contain Protect SCP Foundation. <laughs> it's just like trying to tell us something we're not listening. We're like, this is a great gag. So, hey, so is, hey, is the trains correspondent there? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, like the Broken Earth books, but I'm curious about how uh, feasible is a... North Pole to South Pole, direct high-speed rail connection that goes through the axis of the planet. That goes through the axis. Holy the, of the fuck! Planet. Yeah, like, could you do that for me? Uh, like, that, that is. How many, how many dicks do I have to suck to get that uh, interpole railroad going on? That uh. That's we need some like what is that what are, what do they call do we have enough dicks on the planet some fucking communism no no we, we need <laughs> we need some fucking communism for that shit for real <laughs> and we also and need we also geomancers need we need we way a hundred percent two hundred percent more geomancers than we have now so <laughs> meaning people who can go to the earth with that? magic is it going to have yeah. to be like a train based in the atmosphere or how are we at the south pole? going to communicate to the uh, suckers who tried to, you know, take refuge in the North Pole. There's, or vice versa. It'd just be easier to fucking... Um, Is it just going to be like a gauntlet the size of the planet that we have to deal with every time? I think yeah, it means we I don't think. have to deal with them. We're, we're on one place and they're on the other. We're, but what if we want to go me? get some cool shit we forgot and like... You know, Portugal or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, that shit. Uh, yeah, you're right. We're going to need take I... space cream, man. Fucking, um, you hear about, as long as we're talking about fancy rich people stuff, and, um, did you hear about <laughs> this plan to, uh, put like an entire ring around the earth and then, uh, the centrifugal from it there's like a and the ring is so big that like the orbit of it is instead of a satellite so what, the, what keeps a satellite up right is it, as it spins it has this outward pull right like when you're spinning a ball on a rope kind of shit those forces but it's like a lasso not a ball on a rope it's a fucking whole lasso and earth is holding the lasso so you can just like drive up to fucking this like Instead of a space elevator, it's just a space ramp up to this giant fucking ring around the Earth. That's rotating really fucking fast? Or is it rotating in, like, geosynchrony? It's fucking orbiting in geosynchronous orbit and is okay. entirely around the... It is the entire orbit. Yeah. It's the what? It's the entire orbit. It, like, uh, occupies hmm. the entire orbital ring as it spins. This is like a Dyson sphere, but around the Earth. It's like a, a satellite, uh, like chainmail like thing. Like a Dyson circle. A Dyson circle, and a ring. Hell yeah. And so, how do you get up there? You've got a ramp? Those are geosynchronous orbit. You just straight up build a ramp, yeah. What do you mean a ramp? How do you build a ramp? I mean, fuck this. Why would you do any of this? Wait, why is this even, like, what's it? How is it even Carbon different than a space elevator? 
It's at an angle if it's ramps. I was like, yeah, it's yeah, a ramp <laughs> instead of a fucking elevator. Yeah. That costs way less money. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, like, <laughs> I mean, what costs more money, yeah. stairs or an elevator, right? Because then you can have fucking shanty towns and the ramp going up, right? And the That's further what I'm talking about. you get, the less shanty it gets, right? And at some yeah. point, it's like a gate. And someone's like, um, are you invited? And you're like, yes, I work here, motherfucker. And he's like, eh, this guy looks like he took a shower. And then they let you in, and you just start killing motherfuckers. But, you uh, just walk up the ramp. <laughs> yeah. You just walk this fucking stairway to heaven, but it's ADA accessible. Oh, my Slow, ADA casual ramp. Stairway to heaven. And you can just hike on up to space. I love that, actually. Have you all read or watched... <laughs> Alita Battle Angel. Or like Yeah. Have you seen that shit at all? No. That shit sounds like like goofy kid stuff, man. Isn't it like no. a cartoon? No. It's it's like it has some fucking valuable like considerations. It's like speculative science fiction. They have space oh, elevators, they have shanty towns, like the whole like uh like what is it? You only once as far as okay. The farther you are up the space elevator, like, you know more, but you don't know what the fuck is at the top of the space elevator. And you're still, like, under the, like, direct control of that, like, bureaucratically, but you don't know, like, who you're getting the fucking information from. And then there's a fucking trash town at the bottom of it. And, like, y'all just, you you should just check it out. I'm going to do a bad job explaining it right now. Of course there's a trash town at the bottom of it. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It used to not be. Uh, Whatever. I'm doing a bad job explaining it. No, I mean, if you lived in anywhere along a space elevator, you just pee off the side of it. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of like avoiding the real subject, though. The real subject is that we're going to live in the trash town. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It really <sighs> it's, is. Uh, it may be all right. Some probably cool stuff up there coming down. So they already live in trash town. Yeah, like these these ramps would have to be at the equator. The the melting yeah. point of all that trash is going to start to be really important too. <laughs> No different melting points by heart. Oh, that's burning blue. It's probably plastic coming down. I just mean like not even stuff that's up anywhere. Just like anything anywhere on the planet as the planet starts to cook. All that stuff is just going to start to, uh, you know. Liquefy? I don't know. Become (laughs) gas and whatever. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) This is cool. The only time I've ever seen Cosmo, he was a little bit overwhelmed. It was like 18 people showed up. Um, Now I'm just like waiting for him to smash more shit. Fucking... Did you know that there's continents under Antarctica? Yeah, there's incontinence under Antarctica, where the thing is, in the alien temple where the predators go to hunt. And Michael Crichton's sphere. And Michael Crichton's sphere. A weird sphinx-like thing in the Thomas Pinchon mega novel uh, Against the Day. (laughs) Hypnotizes people so they can't remember when they've seen it before. True. True. (laughs) <laughs> True, but it's like uh, what I read is that there's like continents that are have coastlines that match coastlines of our continents. Like they're part of Pangaea at some point, so like that life might be under there. There might be whole kinds of diseases we've never seen before under there. Hell yeah! All right. Yeah. Uh, while the uh, Arctic is melting, fucking bodies are coming out of it with fucking. Diseases that haven't existed in fucking 10,000 years, too. That's a whole fucking set. Or in a, a hundred, the um, smallpox was is suspected to come up from the tundra in the near future. And nobody's been uh, <coughs> vaccinated for it. That's, uh, I'm okay. I'm fine. That's good. I read that the closest... The, the last time anyone found a piece of smallpox in the United States, they uh, it was dried smallpox scabs in an envelope that was being used as a bookmark in a book. What the fuck? In New Mexico, which is where I live. I handle a lot, a lot of books. Yeah. So they were like maybe being saved for science. They were dried. It was unclear whether they were still 
probably not infectious, but if they were well hydrated, I don't, uh, never mind. Putting scabs in an envelope, don't do it ever, not even once. Uh, I would like to round things out a bit by saying that it is extraordinarily fantastic that trains are not running in so-called Canada right now. And I would like trains to not run in other places either until those trains run by picking up the tracks behind them and putting them in front of the train very carefully without crushing any grass. Word. I agree. Um, I gotta smoke this. Uh, uh. Time out, time out. Is it because you don't run the trains and the trains aren't being run for cool shit by cool people? No, man. It's the fucking okay. Iron Council. When you start going someplace, you pick up the tracks behind you, you clean up your mess, you put the tracks in front of you, you're very careful not to kill anything, and then you keep running your train. I mean, they're they were escapists, though. Even they talked. They 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 fucking said it. Yeah, yeah. They were adventurists. It was an adventure. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But we're fake news from outer space, man. We're not building the party right now. Mm. We can have adventures. Yeah. All right. We can. Um. Okay. I had more ideas to talk to you about. Oh, okay. Well, shit, we don't got to stop at all. Well, like, as far as you know, is the idea that trains just stop existing in Canada? Or that, like, Native people get to have a say in what the fuck trains are doing? Uh, I think the idea is that is for sovereignty. To be, like, non-fake news about it. The issue at this point is, like, you know, the type of decolonization people talk about when they're not talking about sending all the white people back, they're talking about, in, you know, First Nations sovereignty that uh, means, like, there, there was actually, like, a legal fucking case where West Wetton was supposed to fucking own and control that land, and then they just fucking, when it wasn't useful for fucking pacifying people, they were like, oh, fuck that document, you know? And of like, course, no, yeah. So, their fucking land, they get to say what fucking happens on it, and you don't get to just go there and fucking spew toxic chemicals all over it. Of course, of course. Uh, so what's that say about trains? So you know, trains are just like the conduit. Oh, trains are the conduit of capital in Canada, because fucking uh, there's one line from west to east coast in Canada, like one main line. And it's super easy to just block it up and be assholes about it. And that is the uh, the leverage that people got up there. It's it's this like uh, vein of the continent. Like right. Yeah. Like, has Cosmo ever like grabbed your hair and demanded something? So you you're saying they're just they're just going for the nuts because that's what they can control and because that's what's being threatening them right now but you think that uh yeah. that there's that it's more of a, a tactic in it being like a metaphorically powerful and visual visible way of asserting their sovereignty i, I mean there's a lot to unpack there because trains were like an agent of colonization here uh, they are like fundamental unit of the industrial age, right? And for that reason, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of love for the fucking rail system because it's kind of a beautiful socialized thing. But the society that it's carrying around is full of poison. So, like, you know, the dream is to have a nice clean train that you can live on and doesn't fuck anything up. <laughs> uh, the the whole putting down and putting and and laying and picking up of railroad tracks part is physically intensive and <laughs> yes require in the in the novel in which you're referencing totally the, modular. you know there's there's something <laughs> that exists there's our, that already exists there's something that already does that it's called a tank no it's huh. called a total 
It's called a what? A turtle. A turtle? I don't know. Yeah. Tanks lay down tracks We're not perpetually. Cosmos over here. We're not all over here. Uh, okay. All right. Well. But tank. But what are tanks modeled on? Their way of moving. Octopus. No, you're right though, because turtles leave tracks, whereas tanks pick up their tracks as they go, because they run and put track. them in front of them. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. that's what. Exactly. Yeah. What animal is that based off of? The tank. Nothing. Yeah. It's just a turtle. Um, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Just a turtle that walks on its elbows. As Danny would say, it's turtles all the way down. Oh, I wish Danny was here. I know. No, I, I, He's uh, got this whole thing about how the world is... Uh, so, the flat earth is on top of a turtle, right? And then, what's that turtle on? Another turtle. Well, then what's that turtle on? It's turtles all the way down. Oh. This is sounding pretty familiar. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's that's what that's actually the TCP/IP structure that undergirds the modern internet. Oh, turtles, all the way down. <laughs> Who would have thunk? <laughs> but that's the thing is, it's turtles all the way up too. Ah, uh, yeah. Tur- turtle control protocol. <laughs> <laughs> turtle contain protect. <laughs> turtle. Ooh. Man, there are 40 different companies doing geo bioprospecting, bioprospecting in the Arctic. Bio fucking prospecting. What the fuck is that? I was hoping Bio. that you would say geomancy, but you did not. No, we're the, currently the only outfit doing geomancy in the continental US. Mm-hmm. You and me. Yeah. Well, do you have a do you have an advertising hook for that actually? Is the Fear Shrine still that? operational? Uh, the what? The fear shrine. The, the fear shrine. Oh, my! What so the, the world knows? It's been a while, but now that we're gonna unleash our fucking secret weapon right now, uh, somewhere in the wilds of Northern California, there is a mine shaft. At the bottom of that mine shaft, there is an occult mechanism that channels the fear of all of North America, and North America has a lot of fear, and it channels it like a crystal lens into a beam that we can focus on with pinpoint accuracy in any direction. And it's a problem. And we can't disassemble it. Biopiracy, man. They're doing biopiracy. Bioprospecting, subcategory, biopiracy, going and stealing people's indigenous knowledge of plants and patenting them, going and gathering like the DNA samples of things that in previously un uh inhabitable zones. So holy shit. That's, that's what, fucking serious. That's fucking happening right now. Oh my god. Forty companies are bioprospecting in the Arctic. That's that's just like the ultimate like that's the example of the inverse of the or of the, the colonizing god slime. The the bad the bad one. <laughs> so bad. It's like <laughs> we should get another word for it, so stuff isn't so easily confused with our thing. But colonial colonialism is like this: it's going forth and extracting and synthesizing and mapping the genetic and like uh, mimetic pieces of information in the world, and just like making sure that they're all tallied up on somebody's ownership sheet and taking their own box on the ownership sheet anytime they can. In this context, though, I'm thinking of, like, uh, colonizer culture as, like, this... These people that live on this turtle and it's, like, the the industrial machine, this turtle that is resting on Turtle Island and, uh, like, the... uh, It's trying to consume the Turtle Island, right? But then, on top of that machine, there's a turtle on top of that that is trying to consume what the turtle is trying to consume. So I'm kind of on the team of the se- the, the third turtle, the which is the pirate turtle. The turtle that's not on the stack of turtles, actually? Uh, a turtle that can move between turtles, yes. Yeah, the one the one that's flying around the other turtles. Somehow. <laughs> a bird in the yeah. Just like stealing uh, yeah. their lunch, yeah. 
I've never been confused before, but I'm pretty sure this is what it feels like. Yeah. So bioprospecting reminds me, at least like bio, bioprospecting, like looking through the lens of like an ethnobotanist, I guess, or like mm-hmm. looking at ethnobotany through the lens of bioprospecting um, reminds me of, uh, of uh, what is it? Like learning geology, because geology is like fucking cool. Like just in abstract, geology is fucking cool. I'm super into geology personally. Um, but like if you go to school to learn that shit, you get hired by fucking oil companies and drilling companies. And right. now, like, if you are, like, an ethnobotanist or if you go to, like, botany school or some shit like that and, like, maybe some, like, uh, what is it? Um, like, social science or whatever combined with that or whatever, um, you can be hired now by bioprospecting companies. But that doesn't seem, that just seems fun. Mm-hmm. No, that makes botany seem evil now to me, just momentarily. <laughs> Well, they're like, there are going to be very useful um, adaptations, both like wild and harvest prospected and just ones that are like engineered um, in places that are already colonized and completely bioprospected out. There's just going to be new types of DNA combinations very soon. We don't know Mm -hmm. what kind of effect it's going to have to let our idea space start reinflicting itself on our genetic space because so far the one has been just rubbing the other as a larger gear rubs a smaller gear um rubs yeah hmm. yeah. yeah that's a flower dude what's, yeah. what's the, the word for that uh yeah pace layers oh, i don't know what's the word for what? that's kind of where i'm coming from with the turtles pace layer. Hmm. i was just thinking about epigenetics and taking over that you know yeah, like just totally hijacking the mechanisms of epigenetics to the extent of actually just like going past that and like in your own lifetime, I don't know, gene, genetic modification. That's horrifying. It's just horrible. That's one of the things we're about. Well, yeah, word. I mean, that's totally. a subject. Yeah, we got to talk about it. Nobody else is really dealing with it, and it's except for the people who are like subtly and calmly wearing scientist robes and just like getting ready to fuck shit up. Yeah, you it's know, like bo- you, it's like body horror or whatever, but like stretched out to the entire ecosystem. It's yeah. fucking crazy, but it's the future. There's like there's a guy that synthesized smallpox again, just to be like, look, I think we can <laughs> do this. Let's see if we can do this. And then there, everyone around was like, holy shit, you can do that. And now uh, there's probably every major nation can synthesize smallpox because they had to find out. It's not even like it's like not the people had like a real I've read too much about smallpox. Do not go to the smallpox Wikipedia page. It is fucking terrifying. There's lots of pictures, lots of them. And it but there are very important uh facts that are like every mo, all of the smallpox um reserves that like vaulted smallpox DNA that they keep around to make sure they can make vaccines could just be synthesized out of other out of cowpox type stuff and you don't huh. need to keep that shit around anymore as this crazy biohazard and now there's like talking in the international community about how everybody should have to destroy their smallpox stuff so that there is like an obvious hostile intention behind if you ever are shown as a nation to have had it again and this is all crazy in the context that the fucking um what's it at where you're at mike what's the valley called the uh What's that shit called? Uh, uh, abyss gaze. We're reaching an abyss gaze point with, uh, like, you get some moral moral confoundment. You get like your brain fried if you think about some of this shit too hard. This is like, uh, mm. like the convergence of uh, several different existential risks. Like you got climate change, you got disease, you got fucking, you know. If you get really good at geology, you have to deal with the possibility of like a massive geological failure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, the thing, I'm not trying to get blackpilled right now or have a biscuit even. What I'm trying to get at is the Willamette, Willamette Valley was named the place of disease by the Indians who lived there and when everybody got there because they they had just been wiped out by smallpox that traveled faster than white man. 
So, right. so there's this, like biological warfare that happens before any of that that was part of the colonizing slime of the uh the like colonial capital moving around the globe with this like bio biological symbiote of this evil um or like deadly uh and genocidal impulse and so we have that's why we have to like pay close attention and and follow the lead of indigenous people even though i think i get like riled up about anybody having nations or cultures probably because i just don't have one of my own but uh but like people who have these people have been already experiencing this apocalypse for hundreds of years yeah like turtle island is the turtle that's the uh, real turtle that's the good one that's the turtle that we all really like and there's a yeah. secondary turtle that is extremely questionable in quality on that turtle and uh even though we uh as like you know the, the what colonizer adjacent what do you call the pirate people the fucking counter culture that fails uh, the camp followers yeah the camp followers of capital the fucking the proletariat in general like all the the surplus labor and general people that are useless to the economy that have nothing better to do except smoke tweak under a bridge and die uh, we have a really fucked up relationship with the primary turtle because because uh, we're carriers for like the big disease, you know? And uh, yeah. so there's this whole field of research, I feel like, that is not being done. Like what you're saying of like studying the monster. The, like treating colonization not as like a a social movement, but as like a color out of space, as just like a fucking Lovecraftian horror, I think is useful for like, uh, in, in some ways, for like developing an ability to recognize things that are not that, you know? Like, indigenous cultures are not that. They're not a color out of space. They're not a fucking monster. We have a fucking monster between us and the land, and that is like something that I think can be broken and overcome by uh, fucking jumping through the abyss, like jumping through the abyss gaze of uh, like all this genetic and fucking geological, technological spheres. Uh, but it's not like we don't have the ability right now to do that. And we maybe someday could. Well, but the the way that the world is sectioned off by capital and every part is owned, it's it's why it's important to uh, to expand the spaces in which it cannot live and def and to defend those bounds, like uh, like the boundaries of indigenous sovereignty, which are already a severely uh, restricted or a completely altered idea of where they actually feel like they're from. That. Um, the there's people striking in Santa Cruz right now, graduate students, and just like anywhere around the globe, that the that that opening is being made, that that's deterritorialized. I don't know what to say about that. I'm fucked. <laughs> There's like a whole, we got to get Phil Neal on here. We got to ask him about territory, I think. Who the fuck's Phil Neal? He wrote a book called Hinterland. It's a good book. He's from Winchpeck. Good guy. Uh, the ways that capital creates territory and destroys territory is sort of like antithetical to life on earth and uh kind of like i'm trying to get with what max is saying as far as like but specifically the use of the the term deterritorial uh the way thousand plateaus right wants to talks about becoming a body without organs and deterritorializing shit is not something that i can see with any lens except the capitalist lens and it comes up with all these fucking accelerationist problems that I've been rubbing up on a lot lately. And um, 
the uh, the acceleration of the destruction of capital uh, is what I'm going for when I try to accelerate shit. And the acceleration of capital is not what I'm going for, you know? Like, yeah. Um, or like the maintenance and stability of capital is not what I'm going for. But Max, what do you do when you deterritorialize? Uh, well, first thing you do is you make a big pot of <coughs> soup. Uh. And you keep the soup on, and you keep adding more shit to the soup as it comes. And everybody around eats soup, and then they have to go steal bowls to help other people eat soup, etc. Like... What do you do when you detour? Literally, what did they do when they they fucking blocked the train and and they just and people just walked out onto the tracks and sat down and started eating a picnic. That uh, you it had you don't just you I don't think that deterritorializing is something that happens as a factor of behavior. It happens as a factor of placement, and it's like the it's the only reason I even like the words is because I it was hard to describe go otherwise but just suddenly surprising the world by being on the outside of what it thought it had it, you wrapped in oh so the way you deterritorialize is by redefining the territory kind of yeah and that's right? like the territory uh, like was capital the already deterritorialized a lot of people which is bad yeah or with the, at the time it was an apocalypse it still is yeah but we live. We are the subjects of capital. We are the alienated. I don't know where I come from or what we I would have done in it, like a sensible society, and the entire earth is changing. So we have to, um, in my, in my view, we have to get rid of some of these fucking thousands of turtles we're sitting on. We get back yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. We got close to the end. We got to keep like dissolving the boundaries between your neighbor's yard and your yard, and just let your dog run in your neighbor's yard. And be like, what? Well, I mean, it's next to both of our houses, and here we are. Mm. Just keep blobbing up, make friends, keep lot with your neighbor. I'm not talking about just pissing him off. Pick up the poop of your dog. That, as for example, I'm not making any sense, huh? Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm gonna. Bioprospect, your shower You're curtain. You're bioprospecting in the fucking bathroom there. Yeah, let's see what I can acquire. <laughs> yeah, bathroom sound. I think this has been a good, good team, good session, guys. All right, yeah. all right. I'm over good. Slap butts, butt slap. Slap butts. Good picture. Yo, we just need to like communalize and automate uh, bioprospecting and make it uh, make it work around, you know, <laughs> and, like, and then like outsource it, but have those workers that are outsourced also own it too somehow. Yeah, uh, just just uh, syndicate it so yeah. everybody's constantly bioprospecting together into a gene pool of some sort. Yes, on their own terms. On their own terms, yeah, for sure. And then we should open source all of the genes. Indeed. Yeah. Open source yeah. fucking genetic library of all living things is definitely number one on the things to do. That's the god sign. Slacking on. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some... I'll report back later with genome sequencing machines you can get affordably at home today. Mm-hmm. All right, that are less than five grand. Um, honestly, I think it's way cheaper than that. Really? Yeah. Uh, For gene sequencing? Yeah, it's gotten really, um, really pretty cheap. All right, I'm out. Okay. I love you guys. Damn, I'm gonna buy that. See you guys on the other side. Right. Of, no, maybe it's not that cheap. Bye. 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 I'm still here. I'm goodbye. <laughs>